God's doing things here in our church. God's doing things in people's lives. And, and it comes down to if, if you would really humble yourself before the Lord, God wants to do some amazing things in you and through you, you know. And I don't know if you ever asked yourself any of these questions, but you ever thought about, you know, God's blessings, you know, and, and how to live a blessed life. Not that we live a life where all we're doing is just getting God's blessings, but it's a, a life that is blessed by God because you're walking in a way, you're walking in a manner worthy of your calling. You know, you're walking in such a way, you're right in step and in sync with what God has for you. And there's nothing more amazing than when you're living and you're walking in that kind of life, where you know you're doing exactly what God's called you to do. You know, that you can go to work. And you know, God, you know, that, that's, that's God's plan for you right now. And that you look forward to going to work. Because... Because that's where God wants you to be. But I don't know if you had questions like, you know, can you ever experience God's blessings even when you're in this terrible situation? You know, I, I wondered that. You know, I would ask myself something like, God, man, are you really here? You know, as I'm going through this mess. You know, or, or can you experience God's blessings and live a blessed life? And can you experience His blessings when 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 you look at yourself and you say, you know, I'm just this miserable sinner. There's things in my life and I just mess up all the time and, and just things that I, I just can't seem to overcome. Can, can, can God bless me when I'm in this position as a miserable sinner? Or can I experience God's blessings even when I am facing strong opposition? You know, that there's challenges in your life and think, man... I mean, God, where are you? I mean, you know, where are you in all of this? And the surprising answer to these questions is yes. It's absolutely yes. As, as, as strange as that might sound. And that's part of the, the real blessing of the story of Isaac. That, that when we look at the story of Isaac, what, what it is all about is a, is a story of God's blessings. And so often we think that we somehow do things to earn or deserve God's blessings, right? If I come to church, man, if I read my Bible, if I do all these things, then God's going to be here and God's going to bless me, right? That, that if I'm a good person, that, that God's going to bless me, and we earn God's blessing. But the truth is, but the truth is, God doesn't bless us because we deserve it or we earn it. It's not about us. That God doesn't bless us because of what we do or what we think we do or how hard we try or anything like that. That the truth is, God chooses to bless us because of His grace. It's all about Him. And that because of his grace, he chooses to bless us. And God's grace is amazing. And that's why that song, Amazing Grace, that's such, an, a, I mean, that's such a true song that, that, that we don't understand how amazing God's grace is, you know? And a real common but pretty accurate definition of grace is the unmerited favor of God toward people, 
right? It's, it's, it's this favor of God that we don't earn or we deserve that God gives to us. That's grace, you know, that we don't deserve it. There are times when, man, I definitely don't deserve God's grace. But when God extends his grace and God extends his favor toward me, that's grace, you see. And, it, it's, and you know, it's, it's just God out of his goodness and his love extends favor to us. And our response should be obedience. Because really obedience is what activates his blessings in our lives. You know, it's like receiving a present, a gift from someone, and they give us, someone, they give us something, but it's really our responsibility. We've got we've to receive that gift before it's ours. That we've got to open it, and we've got to enjoy it. Otherwise, it's just a gift. See? God and people give us a gift, but we have a responsibility that we've got to open it. And God just extends his favor toward us. That's grace. But we've got to step out in obedience to activate that. And that's what the story of Isaac is about. You know, Isaac, pretty mild-mannered guy, kind of quiet, you know, compared to who he's sandwiched between, right? His father is Father Abraham. Everybody knows Abraham, right? He's the son of of this famous father. He's the father of this famous son, Jacob. And when you look at Abraham and Jacob, you know, you're looking at two literally world changers, you know. They changed the history of the world, these two guys. Thirteen chapters in the book of Genesis is devoted to telling Abraham's story, you know. Ten chapters talking about the story of Jacob. And then you have Isaac, and there's three chapters. Two, basically. One talking about his two sons. You know? And, and last week, Pastor Max looked at Genesis 24, looked at how God blessed him with his wife, Rebecca. You know? And, and in Genesis 25, is about his sons. And in Genesis 26, where we're going to look today, um, we're going to see some amazing things. Just two chapters. But that doesn't mean that his life was, was anything but insignificant. That his life was very significant. That, that from his conception, Isaac was blessed. He was the miracle baby, right? Conceived after Sarah had given up. He was the promised child, the blessed child, the answer to God's promises to Abraham about blessing him with descendants that would be countless, right? Um, throughout his life, he experienced God's blessings, God's blessings, God's blessings. And even on his deathbed, where he's there and he blesses his son Jacob, unwittingly though it was, you know, and it set the course of history for the nation of Israel, you know, that he extended this blessing. And even today, the Jews would say that this is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. 
And in Hebrews 11, in the, the hall of faith, you know, all these, these really important guys, Isaac is listed as a champion of faith. And so Isaac is a really, really significant person. But Isaac was blessed by God not because he was the child of promise or he was the father of Jacob. Isaac was blessed because God chose to bless him by his grace. That's what it's all about. And that Isaac sought to live a life of faith and obedience. Now, he wasn't perfect, right? He was far from perfect. He did slip up. He messed up. He was human. But he trusted God, and he sought to walk by faith. And we can learn a bunch from him. The story of Isaac is a story, really, of how God blesses by his grace and of a real person who's not perfect, bunch of weaknesses, but he chose to step out in faith and experience a life of blessing. And so I want to campaign a little bit on Genesis 26 today, and there's notes in your, your bulletin here. And I know there's one person here who's going to be like on the edge of their seat because, man, he's just so thrilled. His name is Isaac Fong, right? And, you know, it's like every time I say Isaac, he's just looking like Isaac. Right, Isaac, this is, this is about the guy you're named after, I think, right? Is that the guy you right? Na- I think you're named. I don't think you're named after Isaac Asimov, you know, the scientist guy. I think you're named after this guy, right? So you listen up, take notes. Yeah, keep Jason up. Anyway, it's all right. I'm just kidding. All right. Here's the first thing, all right? God is going to bless, and God will bless despite any situation you may be in. And especially if you're in a tough situation right now, and you're thinking, man, God, where are you? God will bless despite any situation you're in. Genesis chapter 26, verse 1. A severe famine now struck the land as happened in Abraham's time. And, and so Isaac moved to Gerar, where Abimelech, king of the Philistines, lived. And the Lord appears to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt, but do as I tell you. Live here as a foreigner in this land, and I will be with you, and I will bless you. You know, I hereby confirm that I will give all these lands to you and your descendants. That's the blessing, right? Just as I solemnly promised Abraham, your father. I will cause your descendants to become as numerous as the stars of the sky, and I will give them all uh, all these lands. And through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed. I will do this because Abraham listened to me and obeyed all my requirements, commands, decrees, and instructions. And he said the exact thing he says to Abraham. He says, I'm going to bless you, all right? Yeah, there's a famine going on, you know? And Isaac moves from Bir Lahai Roy, right? That's where he was. And Bir Lahai Roy is... Literally, what, it's, what, it, what that name is, is the well of the living one who sees me, right? It's the well of the living one, you know, the well of God who sees me. And it was a great place, you know, but all of a sudden, there's a famine, right? So he moves to, he moves to Gerar. That's where the king of the Philistines lived. The Philistines will become one of Israel's most fiercest enemies. And it really wasn't the best place to live, right? And the famine was spreading, 
and it was a mess. And in search of relief, Isaac is thinking, I'm going to travel to Egypt, where Egypt was one of the most powerful nations on earth at that time. And he said, you know, there's probably, there's probably stuff there. So I'm going to move there, you know, where things will be much better. But God tells, Abraham, uh, tells Isaac, don't go to Egypt. Stay here. Stay here. Yeah, you're going to be a foreigner. Yeah, the king of the Philistines are here. Yeah, there's going to be threats. Yeah, there's the famine. But I'm going to bless you. In spite of what you see around you, in spite of your situation, I'm going to bless you. That, that God said that he would bless Isaac to be a blessing to the world. But it's going to come in the midst of this less than ideal situation. And it was out of God's amazing grace came this promise of blessing. Okay? So here's, here's Isaac, right? The famine, oh, this is rough. We're going to be here. The king of the Philistine lives here, right? And he's all thinking all these things. What would his response be? Right? God says, I'm going to bless you. What was his response? It doesn't always make sense that God's blessings could or would come in a challenging situation, right? I mean, it's just a mess here. It would, be, it would make a lot of sense to go where things would be much better, right? But we've got to get some relief from this place, you know? It makes sense to go to Egypt, you know? But Isaac, in verse 6, we read, So Isaac stayed in Gerar. He stayed there. He says, God, I'm going to take you at your word. I'm going to step out in obedience. And he chose to trust and obey God. And despite the situation, he's going to trust God's promises to bless. And here's this important lesson from Isaac's story, that no matter what the situation you find yourself in, God will meet you where you are. That if you would stop to seek his face, listen to his voice, God is there. And wherever you are, God's grace will reach you. See, God's grace will reach you. And if you are where God wants you to be, He's going to bless you. He can bless you no matter what situation you find yourself in. Dave Oyatomari, we prayed for him the other week. He's an elder in our church. Um, he sensed that this was a really important time in his life. And he had this amazing opportunity to get this paid trip to go to pretty much anywhere in the world that he wanted to. And he prayed, and somehow God settled him in to this place called, or to Spain, and to this Camino de Santiago. Camino is road, obviously, right? So it's the road of Santiago. And it's this trek that a lot of people take, hundreds of miles. You can hop in uh, where you are, uh, you know, different places, and it goes, I think um, Dave is taking a, a trek. He's starting out. It's going to be 140 miles or something like that. And it ends up really at this, um, this uh, cathedral where supposedly James, one of the apostles, his remains are there. Right? So people take it for all kinds of reasons. But for Dave, he just felt like this is a time where he needs, he just senses, sense that he needed to go and, and really get away and hear from God. God, what is it that you want me to do, right? And so he's going to be, he, he left uh, last night 
in a day or two, a couple days, I think he's going to start his walk. Walking about 15 miles a day, 14, 12 miles a day, you know, five, seven hours a day. And you're walking, you're just walking with God. That's what he's going to do. I'm just going to walk with God, you know. So, so he gets this, right? But in the weeks, this is this past so many weeks, just some amazingly junk things have happened, right? All kinds of issues and stresses came up at work and at home and all these things, so much so that they said, you know what, I think maybe I might have to postpone this trip. That makes sense because things are rough. You don't want to leave when things are rough, right? And as, as strong and as capable as Tammy, his wife, is, he don't want to leave her in this situation, right? And so he's like, man, what should I do? This situation is hard, and there's a lot of spiritual warfare. But in the end, couldn't get around the fact that God was leading. And so Dave said, I'm going to choose to trust God, and I'm going to obey. And I believe that God's going to truly bless Dave in a profound way. That, that when he comes back, there's going to be a glow. Ooh, Saint Dave. Ooh, he can walk around. But there's going to be something that he's, I believe that God is going to meet with him. That's going to be the blessing. And in spite of the situation, God's going to bless. So pray for Dave. Pray for Tammy. Um, you know, Tammy, if you, you need anything, as, you know, when Dave's away, um, let Max and Jared know. No, just let me know, all right? But, but I know God's going to bless. I know God's going to bless. Because God's blessing, you know, out of His grace will be there no matter what the situation we find ourselves in. Second thing, and this is really crazy, all right? Especially if you're like, no, man. Here's, the, here's what it is. God will bless despite your sins. Okay? God's going to bless. God will bless despite your sins. To which some of you are like, Yes! No, but he will, all right? Let me explain. Verse 7. When the man who lived there asked Isaac about his wife, Rebekah, he said, um, she's my sister, idiot. So, not really. He, he was afraid to say, she is my wife. He thought, they will kill me to get her because she is so beautiful. But sometime later, Abimelech, king of the Philistines, looked out his window, saw Isaac caressing Rebekah. Immediately, Abimelech called for Isaac and exclaimed, She is obviously your wife. Why did you say she is my sister? Well, because I was afraid, king. You know, because I was afraid someone would kill me to get her from me. Isaac replied, How could you do this to us? Abimelech explained. One of my people might have easily taken your wife and slept with her, and you would have made us guilty of great sin. And then what? Abimelech issues a public proclamation. Anyone who touches this man or his wife is going to be put to death. Right? And we look at this, and we remember from Abraham, like father, like son, right? In, in Isaac's story, you know, that old adage is true. You know, like father, like son. Abraham did the exact same thing. Twice he did. And, and remarkably, here's Isaac doing the same thing as his father did. 
he deceives Abimelech, lies about his wife, and, and you know, he just major deception. What motivated Isaac to do that? Fear. Fear. It was a lack of faith. You know, Isaac was this human being with frailties and fears like we all have. And he was afraid, so he deceives the king, right? Now, give him a little credit because when he was busted, at least he confessed, right? He said, king, you're right, sorry, that is my wife, my bad, you know, please, right? What did God do, right? Here's Isaac. He didn't have faith, right? God just promised him. He didn't have faith. In his moment of stress, he goes, not my wife, that's my sister. Lies, right? Lies. What did God do? He does something kind of unexpected. Verse 12. After all this happened, when Isaac blessed his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted. Why? For the Lord had blessed him. For the Lord had blessed him. He became a very rich man, and his wealth continued to grow. And in spite of Isaac's deception, God blessed him with what? With protection and prosperity. Two things that God would have blessed Isaac with anyway if he hadn't given in to his fears. But, but God was true to his promise to Abraham. And again, it's by his grace. Isaac didn't deserve this. But it's by God's grace that God blesses him. And I would say, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let him speak to you a moment here. This is not a license to sin, right? It is not a license to sin. There are consequences to our sin all over the Bible. There's consequences to our sin. You know, sin is still a very, very serious matter. But, but God's blessing isn't something we earn or deserve. It's always a result of God's grace. And we can fail to activate the blessings by our actions, but be encouraged that His blessings are not a result of anything we do. We don't earn it. We don't deserve it. It's all God. And God can bless you despite your sin. And this should encourage you to fall more in love with God and just kind of be overwhelmed by his crazy love for you. I mean, how crazy this is, God. I'm a dirty, rotten sinner, and yet you choose by your grace to extend unmerited favor to me. And it should motivate you to follow and, and draw even closer to him. It should motivate us to to not lie or, or to sin more. It should motivate us to draw near to God more, not sin more. But you know what? God will bless. God will bless despite your sin. And if you think about it, and I think about it, and all the times I mess up, and how God just blesses. I mean, how crazy is that? But God does. The third thing, 
God will bless despite any opposition. You might be in this place where you're getting slammed. But even in that situation, especially in that situation, God will bless. In verse 14. So here's Isaac getting all kinds of great stuff. He acquired so many flocks of sheep and goat and herds of cattle and servants that the Philistines, what? They became jealous of him, right? They go like, oh, check that guy out. What's up? Look at all the stuff he got. So what did they do? They filled up all of Isaac's wells with dirt, you know, dirty guys, yeah? They were the wells that had been dug by his, the servants of his father Abraham. Finally, Abimelech, right, orders Isaac to leave the country. He says, Isaac, go somewhere else, for you have become too powerful for us. So prosperous, they're like, oh, fill up his wells with dirt. How he like that? I eat dirt, you know, that stuff. And then the king says, you got to go. Too powerful, too prosperous. You just got to get out of here. So Isaac moved away to Gerar Valley, where he sets up their tents, settled down, reopens the well of, that his father Abraham had dug, which the Philistines had filled in after Abraham's death. Isaac restored the names Abraham had given them. And so he experienced God's blessing in this tough situation with the famine, being a foreign and all, foreigner and all this stuff. He experiences God's blessings despite deception and, and fear. And now Isaac is facing all this opposition, right? Verse 19. Isaac's servants also dug in the Gerar Valley and discovered a well of fresh water. But then the shepherds there go, hey, that's our, that's our water. What you doing taking our water? And they argued over it with Isaac's herdmen. So Isaac named the well Isaac, which means argument. Isaac's men then dug another well, like, okay, then we'll dig another well. But again, there was a dispute over it. So Isaac named it Sitna, which means hostility, which is really interesting also that, that, that it is from the same root word as Satan, right? So here's these two wells, all these hassles, all the dispute, all this opposition. And he says, man, you know, these wells, you know, one of them is hostility. The other one is just dispute and argument and all these things. You know, the enemy is surely against us. And we've been in situations like that. We face opposition like that. And Isaac faced the opposition of jealousy, disputes and arguments, <clears throat> hostility, and even opposition from the devil, to which we go like, man, have you ever been in a situation where you face opposition like that? And I think for most of us, we go, yeah. Have you ever, ever experienced jealousy? Yeah. Contentiousness and argumentative people, probably, right? Hostility. Have you ever experienced hostility? Opposition and spiritual attack. But the good news is that God's blessings God will bless despite any opposition you face. So here he is facing all this stuff, hostility and disputes and jealousy and all that stuff. Verse 22, abandoning that one, Isaac moved on and dug another well. All right? This time, there was no dispute over it, so Isaac named the place Rehoboth, which means open space. For he said, at last the Lord has created enough space for us to prosper in this land. He didn't stay. He didn't engage 
with the opposition. He didn't like, oh, you like argued, and he argued with them. You know, he didn't fight back. You know, he just said, God, where? Where do you want me to go? And he continued to follow God. You know, and God's blessings was there. And he says, here's another well. It's a great well. No opposition, open land. You know what? We can do something here. We can do something here. You know? And for some of us, it's like, man, you've gone from here to there to there. I might be a literal thing. You might be in a place right now where you think, man, a lot of opposition there. You know, God, what is it you want us to do? You know, I mean, are you even here? You know, can I experience blessings with all this opposition? The answer is yes. And so let God encourage you this morning. Doesn't matter what the situation you in, you're in. God's gonna bless despite any situation. Doesn't matter that you have messed up, that you've sinned. God can bless you despite your sin. And it doesn't matter what opposition you're facing, God will bless despite any opposition. You can live, you can live a blessed life. But with the story of Isaac, the big question is, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond? You know, call the worship team up and they can come up and, you know, how are you going to respond? How are you going to respond when you're in a situation where it's a tough situation? Are you going to succumb to that situation? Or are you going to trust God and you're going to obey? You know? Will you wallow in your sins and feel condemned? Or will you go to God for forgiveness and cleansing because God can bless you despite your sin? Which well are you going to draw from in the face of opposition? Which wells are you going to draw Water of, for life in your life. Is it going to be like, man, I'm just going to... You know, the well of dispute, argument, hostility. Or will you, will you draw from the well of living water that only God can provide in the midst of that opposition? See, it's really easy when we face opposition to get bitter. God says, you don't got to get bitter. You don't got to stay and keep drawing out of the well of bitterness. Because if you follow me and you trust me, I'm going to bless you. And there's a well of living water that you can draw from. And like Jesus told that woman at the well, you can draw from it and you'll never, ever get thirsty. It'll satisfy you. See? He, wants to, he wants you to experience a blessed life. That he wants you to experience, man, despite the situation, despite your sin, despite opposition, that he's the God who will extend his grace. He's going to extend grace. His unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor toward you, right where you are. Respond to the God who extends his grace like that and see what he does. That's that's the lesson that we can learn from the story of Isaac. That's how amazing his story is. So amazing. Barry and Amy Fong says, we're going to name our son Isaac. Right? 
Why don't you stand? Let's pray. Father, thank you. I pray that if people are going through a situation right now, they would look up and know by faith that your blessing will meet them there. Or, Father, if they're in a situation where, man, they've messed up, your blessings can reach them there. They're facing major opposition. Your blessing can meet them there. I pray they would experience that and begin to truly walk a blessed life. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.